Welcome to the Joe Ciccarelli Show, where I coach and inspire you to live your very best life, one step at a time. I'm doing a social experiment where I'm going undercover as a uh, woman on Tinder. And really? I, I, yes. And I'm doing it with a friend of mine's pictures, and we're going to create a video about it. And it's going to be really funny. So we were filming part of it today. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode number 18 of the Joe Ciccarelli Show. Today's episode... Today's episode... <laughs> today's episode... How to Meet Your Soulmate with Dating Coach Zachariah Bourne. I found Zachariah, actually Nat did. Nat found him online. Uh, she's helps out, as you guys know, she helps out my Instagram a lot. So she found um, Zachariah online and we connected. We both happen to be, as you'll hear, in the in the Tampa Bay area. And I started chatting and um, as you can see, he's a dating coach. I don't run into a lot of those. I see a lot of different genres of life coaches, but I don't run into a lot of dating coaches. So I was immediately attracted because um, I'm actually looking to end my relationship with my wife. So I'm going to need to find a... Uh, I'm going to need to find a, a new girlfriend, so I thought I'd start getting some coaching from Zachariah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I just think it's a really interesting topic, and we I really picked this. I mean, this is, um, I mean, I'll give myself a pat on the show, shoulder here, but it's really Z- Zachariah. We, 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 we chatted a little bit beforehand, and it, what I liked a lot about this interview was that it was super conversational, so I was really able to go deep and go to a lot of different places, talk about, obviously, romance, how to meet someone, a bunch of quick... T- Quick tips. I mean, we, we go all over the place, guys. We talk about sex and uh, some quick tips on that, too. So uh, I, I would highly recommend you give this one a listen. Um, I know I have a lot of friends that are looking to meet someone. Whether you're looking to meet someone or you're in a relationship, there's a lot of good stuff in here about communication and how to be your best self. And if you're your best self, then you can attract all that other stuff. It's amazing, though. No matter what sort of niche in self-development, you kind of end up in the same place always. It's just It's really about being clear on who you are as a person and learning to learning to love that person, and then everything else takes care of itself. Uh, I do need to, before I pass this thing on and uh, get it started, I do need to give a plug to to my relationship, actually. Uh, and it won't go so well after I just talked about ending my marriage to start dating. But um, it's funny. So I talk a lot about mental fitness and awareness and strengthening the parts of our brain. And so I always go to the same example. And it's always Whenever I'm about to get in an argument with Nat, I always do X, Y, and Z. So Nat calls me today. She's like, or earlier this week, she's in Scotland right now. Um, don't tell anyone that because she's trying not to let people know. So um, cat's out of the hat. She's in Scotland right now, and, and uh, she's like, look, you need to stop saying that every time because she has like friends reaching out and being like, whoa, like, I thought you and Joe had like, a good relationship. I didn't realize you guys fought so much. So it's not that we fight so much. It's just that I put myself on the spot looking for an example, and that's the easiest one. So that's my explanation. You'll have to, it's up to you whether or not uh, it's true to determine whether or not it's true. Uh, but back to the episode, guys. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to leave links to Zachariah's stuff in the show notes. I think, yeah, th- this is one of those episodes, right? I think if you're in a place where you're interested in this stuff, he would be a great guy to reach out to. I, I would highly recommend it. And I could certainly um, broach an introduction, but you can find his info uh, and follow him. And he does, he has a cool Facebook group and um, obviously posts a lot of stuff on his Instagram. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. I look forward to some feedback. Have a great day. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome to the Joe Ciccarelli Show. Uh, I have a great 
interview lined up for you guys today. Zachariah Bourne is on. Hey, Zachariah, how you doing, man? I'm feeling great. Feeling awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're actually both in the Tampa Bay area, believe it or not. I'm in uh, Tampa proper. You're uh, St. Pete, right? Yeah, I'm in St. Pete right now. Yeah. And uh, before we hop into talking too much about you, we were kind of doing some pre-planning for this. And uh, we just... Uh, Zach Wright, I'm, I'm going to let him talk more and you guys will have seen, uh, in my I- intro, obviously a general introduction to him, but, uh, one of the things that really caught my eye about him in addition, uh, he has a great following online and does a lot of great videos, uh, was that he's a, a dating coach. And yeah. I feel like at this stage, I'm in my early thirties and I'm at the stage of my life where I have a lot of my listeners or my friends and people that are around my age. And it's, it's a, it's an interesting time of life. If you haven't kind of quote unquote met someone and maybe if you have met someone and you're not sure if it's the right one. And it's a time where people start to freak the fuck out and their saboteurs start to go crazy. What's wrong with me? Why can't I meet someone? What, what, why, what am I doing wrong? What am I missing? Am I ever going to meet someone? Am I just going to be alone the rest of my life? And I, I think that's, um, stuff that comes up a lot. And so when I saw you, Zach Ryan, I was like, holy shit, I need to get this guy on the podcast. And so, um, yeah, I mean, what's, what's been your experience with this, um, sure. at a high level and we'll just kind of go from there. Sure. And yeah, happy to talk about it. And you know, there's really no age on love. I think a lot of people kind of worry and it, it's something that a lot of women worry about too, is like, okay, I'm getting older, you know, am I, am I going to be able to attract somebody when I get into my fifties or sixties, you know, or into my forties. And that's really just not the case. Uh, one of my clients, she is in her sixties, she's in her mid sixties. And, uh, I started coaching her and she was able to fall in love for the first time. She's, you know, never been in love before, but she was able to find that she's already got kids that are like, you know, my age, but, um, You know, I was able to coach her and to try to find a lot of that self-love and self-care that she really needed in order to allow a really, you know, beautiful relationship into her life. So, yeah, and it is something that a lot of people worry about. Yeah, definitely. So how did you get into this? And I I know we've had this discussion. I think it's helpful for people to understand now your personal development, but you really focus on dating. How did that how did that come about? Yeah. Um, Well, I call myself a personal development coach who specializes in dating because I think dating is really all about personal development. Mm -hmm. Right. When, you know, what are like some of the things that people say are the most attractive? You know, do you say do you think, you know, when someone says, oh, you know, I think these qualities are really attractive. Like, what are they typically? Right. Um, Someone who's confident or. Yeah. yeah, Confidence. I mean. In many cases, looks. I mean, there needs to be. It's uh, for a lot of people. There needs to be some level of looks, confidence, mm-hmm. humor, um, mm-hmm. understanding, caring. Those are things that are popping up for me. Yeah, and you know, all, uh, almost all of those except one are an internal change, right? But even even the one that's not right looks. That's something too. That if we change the way we feel about something, we can do a lot. We can change our hair. We can get more fit. There's so many things that we can do to change our, our look as well. And so, um, so anyway, it's, it's really this internal change that helps so many people. But for me, 14 years ago, I personal development really changed my life. I was very depressed person. I didn't have a lot of self-worth. I 
didn't think a lot about myself. And I got into personal development. One of my professors in New York, um, when I went to acting school, got me into it. And it really changed my life. And I became extremely happy. And I like just like became like a huge geek about personal development, if there is such a thing. You probably have a little bit of that too, right? I was going to say, I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying, man. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a bug. It's a bug, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. And you're able to help so many people, you know, through this and inspire a lot of people. That's, that's beautiful. And probably people who listen to this too, you know, have a little bit of that as well. Um, and so, yeah, I became really obsessed with it. And then maybe seven years ago, I started helping other people for free. And I was having a lot of success with it. People were having, you know, big changes in their life. And then I kind of started charging for it. But I realized people kept coming to me for dating and for relationships. And I was really good at helping people with that. So I kind of decided to specialize that in that a bit. Interesting. And like what type of clientele normally do you like do you work with? Um, I mostly coach women uh, in general. So yeah, I mostly coach women in their 30s to their 60s, roughly, and um, yeah, and the people want to find love, and uh, I also help a lot of people become happier and live, you know, more of the life that they really want to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things you just said, and it really, I mean, it's, it, you're, I guess I've never quite heard it that way, but it's so true. It's like <laughs> most of the re- most of the things that we look for in other people are things that can be relatively easily, I wouldn't say easily, but, um, simply developed within ourselves. Um, if we work in ourselves, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but how do we do that? Right. How do we change our self image? How do we change the way we think about ourselves? You know, how do we improve our confidence? And I, I don't think people realize just how far they can take this and how much different they can be. I mean, what do you think? I'm sure it's had a massive effect on you. Yeah. I personal mean, development. Yeah. 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 I mean, personal development is if, and I'm a direct guy, it's just, I mean, if you're not trying to get better, um, what are you trying to do? And look, I've always been someone that probably pushes myself too far in that direction, but, um, <laughs> and, and I learned a lot from that, but at, at the end of the day, like we're not meant to stand still. So I, I, yeah. I do subscribe to, if you're not getting better, you're probably getting worse. Um, now, it doesn't mean you need to go out and do 100 push-ups every day and write in a journal 100 times, but you need to be, in my opinion, constantly looking for ways to um, better yeah. yourself, better your life, and put yourself in a better situation, you know? Yeah, and, and to grow. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, and I love what you're doing, by the way. You're talking about uh, your 10-minute your meditations, which have a big impact on you as well, right? Yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the mental approach to a lot of this stuff. I mean, so the operational side of it is um, what I found in coaching uh, was like the difference between insight and people actually sticking with the habit is a big thing. So it's like you you go through a good coaching session just like I would, right? And someone walks out and they're like, wow, like you just rocked my fucking socks. That was unbelievable. Yes. And then you come back a few weeks later though and it's like, yeah, I kind of lost that when I went back to life. And um <laughs> You know, so the, the key is one is, I mean, coaching engagements that people, mm-hmm. you know, people come to you, they're like, oh, I want one coaching session. It's like, okay, but yeah, that, it's not going to have as big of an impact. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You kind of got to stick to it. Yeah. And well, that's, what's cool. That's what I like about my, you know, the way I do coaching is I do like a three month minimum, mm-hmm. you know, smart. Yeah. So that, so that I, you can have that accountability. You can talk to me on a daily basis and 
you know, we can work out all these things to kind of get you going in that direction. Yeah. So how do you, and so, um, I guess you travel kind of consistently, yeah. right? So how, how do you structure like your coaching engagements and do you just kind of bounce around like across the world when there's not a, a global pandemic? In <laughs> well, you know, it's not so bad. So, um, so yeah, I was traveling for a full year, um, you know, and then I'm hanging out now during the pandemic for a little bit in Florida. And, um, but uh, yeah, what I do is, I, I mean, I pretty much keep it the same. I like having a very flexible lifestyle. It actually works pretty well to be on the other side of the world because I can coach during the morning, which is the nighttime here or, um, you know, or in Europe or in, um, on the West Coast. And it works out pretty great. So I just, you know, it's my morning. It gets to be a productive morning and I get to coach people at night here. Um, and so it actually works out pretty well. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Right. And then when you say, uh, just curious, when you say like you do like a three month minimum, do you like, how does the access work? Do you just like basically set up sessions that they want to message you in between or call you? Is that kind of how, yeah. and I'm sure it varies. That's it. Well, no, I mean, that's exactly how I do it. So we do like a, a one hour weekly session. And I plan it out. I give them a sheet about exactly what I think we should do. And it's individualized for each person. And um, usually I put too much on on the docket. We usually get through like half of it. And we have to like move it to the next one because but we, we really enjoy like what we're doing. Um, and then they just text me throughout the week, you know, like with with what's going on. Hey, you know, I went and I talked to my crush for the first time. I was way too terrified to ever do that before. You know, um, mm -hmm. and this is what happened, you know, and then I can coach them through that. Um, or I can find ways to, you know, oh, try this exercise when you wake up in the morning. You want to have this perspective or mentality, or maybe you can try this. And I really like, I like to approach it almost like we're kind of like friends almost, you know, sure, like you, sure. you, you try to like help a friend. So, I mean, I don't exactly have offers hours or anything. I, you know, I text back when I can, which is often pretty quick. And, um, and yeah, I just try to help people through it all. Yeah. Wow. And then, um, how do you, okay, let's, let's like play with it a little bit. If that's cool. If I sure. came to you and I was like, Hey, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 32 year old woman, um, or whatever really. Right. But it's like, look, mm -hmm. like, I don't know where to begin. Like, you know, I really want to meet someone. I'm not really sure where to start. Um, what's the type of like, like, where do you start with people? Well, you know, that, that's the interesting thing. One, I got to kind of feel out like, where are they? Right. Where are they as far as that, that goes, you know, I've coached people who have never kissed a guy before and coached them up to having their, you know, first boyfriend. Um, some people, you know, they've been married a couple of times and, but they want to, you know, they want like real lasting love. I mean, it's real different for every person. So, um, but say, you know, you take someone, you know, average, had a few boyfriends or whatever, but really want something that, that kind of sticks. Uh, so what we need to do, there's a lot of that we can do one, you know, of course we want to increase that person's confidence. We want to make them feel like they're absolutely worth what they really want. And so many people actually are, are setting the bar much lower, you know, than they could, they could, yeah. everyone I think can have what they really want. Don't you, don't you agree? Yeah. 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 I mean, I just remember when you talked about this the other day, you really kind of opened my eyes up to stuff. So yeah. 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 
Yeah. And so what, what we're wanting to do is we need to, if we want something great, we have to be a match to that greatness in a sense. Right. So mm -hmm. if we want someone confident, we should try to acquire that confidence. If we want someone fun and funny, we should acquire that. We should. And so it, what most people don't get how important it is in order to have that sort of self-love in order to in order to feel worth what you really want, because if you don't feel worth what you want, you are really going to not allow that relationship to continue in your life. And you sometimes you can see it in other people. You know, we call it like self-sabotage or something like that. And so that's why it's so important. Some people have all the things people think they need in order to have a relationship and cannot hold on to a relationship to save their life. Actually, my my mother was this way. She was she was a model, you know, everyone thought she was a knockout. She dated like one of the Yankees um, you know, but she could never hold on to a relationship and because her own self image would not allow it, she did not feel worth it. And so, you know, it, in the same thing too, one of my, um, someone that I was coaching a bit, they went on a hundred first dates, a hundred first dates, but they never felt worth it. And they th always thought it was the other person. And yeah. I helped them to change the internal um, have that internal shift within themselves and to really feel worth it, increase that confidence, increase what's going on inside them. The next person, they just knew. They knew. And they've been together for three years now. And yeah, they have a really beautiful, wonderful relationship. It's by far the longest relationship she's been in. Um, and, and yeah, I'm sure you can see that in people as well. Oh yeah. I mean, it's the, you're what, what I like so much about what you just said, um, was the, 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 the self-sabotage and the idea that we, we do just get in our own ways. Yeah. And I see that so much with like my friends who are like, <laughs> maybe a, a, a big thing. I say a big thing. I see a lot of things and I don't get overly involved in my friend's love life. Cause it's not, unless they ask, it's none of my damn business. But, mm -hmm. um, when it comes to coaching and you hear some of this stuff, a lot of stuff, it's, it's like, uh, commitment issues mm -hmm. and um it's just yeah you're the more like, they most of the people don't really want to not that i say they don't want to work on themselves but they don't realize that they need to work on themselves and oftentimes they just point to the other person yeah and uh, i've always found one of the things i've found in my relationship which has been really really useful and something that i've learned a lot is uh you know we obviously my wife and i work on communication and um which we all can be I feel better like, at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's like an ongoing battle uh, in everyone's life, but um, a one, one certainly worth fighting. In yeah. I'll say to her, like, yeah, I feel like something's off. What's wrong? And um, what I'd find at first was like she would not be communicating to me, and sometimes that's still the case, and I'd ask her a couple times, and then stuff would come up. But then sometimes what would happen is I'd be like, what's wrong? And she'd be like, nothing's wrong at all. I'm like, no, 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 what's wrong? And, and what I realized sometimes is like, there was something wrong with me and I'm projecting it onto her because yeah. that's what we do, right? So yeah. it's, and I think that's what a lot of people do on these, they go out on these dates uh, mm -hmm. or they go out on these things. And there's, it, sometimes you got to look in the mirror and uh, yeah. that's really falls in line with a lot of the things you're saying, I think. Definitely. And actually it's, it's basically always us, you know, because yeah. the other person is, is just doing their thing. And, you know, their thing may not be that good, 
but it is their thing, you know. <laughs> Very true. Everybody's doing their kind of best and what they what they sort of want to do. And there's nothing wrong with any of it. A lot of times we want to blame this person is, you know, we a lot of times too we want to give the power over to the other person. And um, what do you mean by that? Well, so so often we'll say, you know, this other, you know, a lot of people complain about their ex and how they treated them, and you know. And we really have to think like, okay, you know, but what do we do in this situation? Like, how do we contribute to this? Well, obviously we stayed in something that wasn't to our best benefit. We put the power in their hands and, you know, we, we always have to take responsibility with, for the way that we're treated and the situations that we're in. But that, yeah. that, again, that falls in line with what we think we're worth. That's why you see people get into the same quality of relationship over and over and over again, you know, where they're too much of a giver and there was someone who's, you know, too much of a taker. But you know what? If you were more, ba- you know, if we're more balanced, we're not going to be attracted to that anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be attracted to that. Think about it. The only way to have chemistry, if you're a good if you're a good giver but a bad receiver, what's the only match to that? You need someone that's the opposite of that in order to complete the circuit. Can take it. Yeah. It just I mean, takes it. Right. Yeah. And it's it's actually – it seems like it's the opposite, but it's actually two sides of the same coin in a way. you know. And so as you become more balanced and are able to receive and feeling worth what we really want, we attract someone who is the same. Yeah, because that's when we say there's no chemistry, because if you're only giving and not receiving, then someone who's more balanced, there isn't chemistry because that flow is not happening. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And I think like looking at it, what I see, I feel like I see a lot in a more practical sense, like in mm-hmm. this stuff that it's from a practical standpoint, we're like, okay, we want someone um, that's loving and caring and all these things but then like we go post a picture of ourselves with our you know uh, with a shirt off or with our tits hanging out on fucking Uh line or or with showing our ass and it's like if you want someone that's like a really and i'm not saying that that's only going to attract bad people but it's just amazing how what right. we like say right. we want versus the what we're actually practical. putting out. Yeah. The, yeah. and so both like both emotionally, but actually like physically and practically yes. as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, with someone I coached too, that almost exact, you know, thing happened. Um, what somebody was wanting like a really secure, adventurous, um, you know, great long-term relationship. And, but then you look at their profile and it was all sexy pictures. And I was kind of like, we got to think about like, what energy is this, you know, going to kind of attract, right? What do you, you know, what mentality are you putting out here on your profile that you're going to get back? And she was just doing it because she thought that's what guys wanted. But right, sometimes, right. sometimes getting less matches is more. Um, you know, and so it's not about like getting more people, but getting, less people may be better that are more uh, a match to what you're wanting. Cause you don't want all the people you want the best people for you. And yeah. so sometimes putting out something that's real specific that not everyone's going to like can be a very good thing. If it's very particular to you. 
And if you're serious, and I mean, guys yeah. are guilty of this. I was guilty of this before oh, I met my wife. It's like, oh, let's go on Tinder and just swipe right as many times as you can. It's like it's like a sales <laughs> call, you know, a uh, hundred yeah. no's equal. And it's like, and unfortunately, that's the world we live in where guys and girls play that game. But mm-hmm. it's it's crazy to see people um, like have to hide themselves in a sense, like like hide the real them when you're starting in a relationship. Like yeah. I, I think that was one of the things that really helped me find my work. Go ahead. Did you have something to add in there? No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So like one of the things that really helped me, I think when I found my wife, I've struggled in relationships for, for, for years and lack mm-hmm. thereof. And, uh, I, a lot of, when I was living overseas, just my self-confidence really started to go through the roof and I just watched my life change. But one of the things awesome. was like, I was seeing a life coach at the time, to be honest. And I think that was a big part of that. Really was like, you know, and I remember sitting with him and there was some stuff and I'm like, you know, this makes you feel really uncomfortable and like this. And, and I'm, and I'm talking to him. And then I remember at one point in the conversation, I was like, you know, we were kind of like, he said something and I said something. I was like, so like, do you think I should like talk to her? And he kind of gave me a look like, yeah, of fucking course you should talk to her about it. You know, but it's like funny because like, in my mind, I'm like, I want, like, I shouldn't tell her this, but I should pretend I'm good. And like, I think the world we live in, and I would argue at this stage, easy for me to say, cause I've met the girl and I've married and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. at this stage, and I, I really felt like I was getting there to a certain point. It's like, mm-hmm. you, know, you go on a first date and I'm not saying you're like, here's what I want today, tomorrow. But it's like, the more you can just be completely honest with people from the get go, the more mm-hmm. you're going to just like... Like you said, you're gonna you're not gonna have as much. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna think, "Wow, this you're not for me." See you later. But mm-hmm. you're not looking for those but people anyway, and that saves you a lot of time, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, exactly. And that's not a bad thing. And so many people make this mistake too, right? They think, you know, and I, I love that story too. Um, and why wouldn't you just go and talk to them? You know, <laughs> yeah. why yeah. not? It's so obvious. But why don't we do it? Why don't because we do we're it? why don't we do it? You know. Um, so because we're scared cause we don't have the, you know, self-worth that we need in order to do that, to make that natural. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's really good. And, and that's a big point too. Sometimes having somebody to coach you or to guide you a bit or to make it clear and obvious to you. And that obviously that memory stuck with you can be, can be really helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would, um, I don't know that I go, I, maybe I would go this far to say that, and I've I've talked about this before. I'm not sure that I would be with my wife if it wasn't for seeing a a, a life. And I didn't go to see a life coach to meet someone. It would just happen to be, you know, just like you said, man. You go to see a life coach for one specific reason, and then if you see a good coach, you you, they, you end up opening up yeah. opening up your whole life to them. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. I went there because I had a business idea, and next thing I know, I'm sitting there talking about my uh, relationship. And yeah. I and I I can genuinely say that I don't know that I would have. Um, you know, there were two particular coaching sessions I had with him that both were very, very eye-opening for me that mm-hmm. really led me to have in powerful, incredibly important conversations early on in my relationship with my wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't yeah. know. I mean, who knows what would have happened, but I, I can say that, the, that that was a big part of why we, our relationship was successful early on, which- um, That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 It was pretty yeah. awesome. And you're living what a lot of people, I'm sure listening to this, you know, want- to have a beautiful, you know, relationship and in marriage. And, um, yeah. And so, and you were able to develop yourself and that's obviously helped you. Right. That's been great. Definitely. 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 Yeah. 
Um, I want to go to a weird place uh, okay. that just kind of popped into my head because I've been talking about this. Do sure. you? And we don't need to go. Uh, we can go in as much detail as we want. We can we can do whatever the fuck we want because this <laughs> is my true. show and you're my guest. Um, That's right. So so uh, what have you dealt much with? Like more of like the sexual side of stuff, like with a lot of insecurities around that sort. Oh, of, man. I, yeah, for me that that was a big issue. Um, mm. So do you, do you deal with that a lot for people yes. for people you coach? Um, yes, and probably. Sex has got to be out of any subject. I think that one's got to be the subject that people have the most upside down, you know, and a lot of it comes from beliefs. You know, it's weird about sexuality, too, is we form a lot of our beliefs and we download a lot of our beliefs from our society and our parents and people around us um, before we have any sexual desire. And so it's really easy for us to get really kind of weird ideas about it. And then as we grow up, you know, we all of a sudden have uh, these sexual desires, but they're like in this, um, you know, but that framework for, that we learn early on, like it wasn't a big deal when we were a kid because we don't have any sexual desire, you know? And so right. it's, we're kind of like the elephant, the, you know, the baby elephant with the stake in the ground who like grows up and, you know, becomes a big elephant, but still has that stake in the ground. Yeah. And yeah. so sexuality and sexual confidence is a, a really funny thing. You know, when it comes to sex, I will be honest with you, hardly anybody really knows what they're doing. That is, that is <laughs> so the God true. honest truth. If anybody says they know exactly what they're doing, they are full of crap. And one of my good friends is a sex coach. And, um, you know, even she definitely doesn't know everything. And she's the biggest sex nerd that I know. And it, it's, it's real expansive and everyone's real different. Um, you know, one little tip I'll give everybody is, you know, we want to make, become a safe haven to open up and talk about sexuality with your partner. There's, there's a really cool actionable thing you can do too, called a want, will, and won't list. And so you can write down, you and your partner write down the things that you want to do in a relationship, the sexy things you like, um, things that you will do for your partner if they're interested in, write down that list. And then things that are kind of a hard no, which are your won't list. And at the end, you can kind of like compare lists, which I think is really cool. And, you know, you can find find new ways to explore and try new things, you know, with your partner. And having that sexual confidence, oh, you know what? I this is something I've been wanting to talk about too. Maybe maybe you'll you'll like going here. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Opinion. Let's stay here because I think people are like, this is a fucking taboo, man, and people want to. Yeah, yeah. So let's yeah. It let's is. Roll with it. Yeah. Um. So especially this is extremely common. So and this happens too. You have it with the guys and you have it with women too, right? If you think of, um, you have like these two archetypes. You have like the good girl you know, who's like pure and pristine and doesn't have any sexual desire. And what even happens is a lot of these people, they learn that sexuality is not good or they should wait till they're married or um, a lot of stuff and really close themselves off from sexuality. And they're supposed to open it up when they get married or, you know, meet a partner and they get there and it's hard to turn off, you know, mm -hmm. and then they go their whole lives without being able to really open that up. Um, you know, there's, there's supposed to be this pure thing and it's like societally it's okay to, um, to want children, but is it okay to want sex? Well, sex is totally natural. It's totally natural thing to desire. 
you know, it's a wonderful thing. It feels great. You know, it brings life into the world. You know, there's nothing bad about it. But we've really kind of demonized it for whatever reason. And um, but then, OK, on the other side, we have the other archetype, which do you know what that is? No, I don't. The I'm sexy girl. Right. Or the bad boy <laughs> for men. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, OK. You know, who have their sexual empowerments. Right. But maybe don't have you know, don't have, aren't as good, you know, we think of as good of a person or, you know, don't, we don't have that same respect for those sort of people. So, but it's funny because women who, you know, have a little bit more sexual empowerment, like how many likes do they get on Instagram, you know, or we, we like cling to it because it seems to be such a rare thing to be sexually empowered, right? And girls, a lot of girls like the bad boy because they're more empowered, and they don't feel guilty about, you know, if they did wrong them or do something bad to them also. But if we can have our goodness, you know, and be that good person. And Matthew Hussey kind of talks about this, like, you know, you should look for a good guy with an edge is like an is a is a unique pairing, interesting combination. Mm. But really, it's kind of talking about like a good guy who's empowered you know, who's sexually empowered, who has confidence and, um, you know, can take good care of you. And, and for, for women too, we, we need it as well, you know, to be a good person and to have that sexual empowerment, to have confidence, to have self-love and to be able to ask for what you want and to decide what you want. And that is so attractive, right? When people know what they want, um, And even and that extends to the bedroom and beyond the bedroom or in any area. One of the things that um, pops up for me right now that that is interesting, I think, is um, we've talked a lot about confidence. And I'm a guy who's in sexual confidence, general confidence. Um, but I'm a guy who's likes like, okay, what does that mean? And uh, for me, I found that I became most confident in a relationship in, um, and I think anyone here, if you want to show your confidence, then you need to be vulnerable. Right. And so to me, that was a big thing was like, we all have our vulnerabilities. Like every single person does, every single person does. And if they tell you that they don't, then they, then they're Mm -hmm. full of shit. And I found that the more you can open up, like I found that my relationship took massive, steps forward, got better, got more comfortable, both, you know, physically and both emotionally when, um, there was that level of vulnerability that kind of, Hey, I'm going to tell you shit that I don't tell other people. And, um, that I'm kind of really insecure about because mm-hmm. we all have those things. And mm-hmm. I found that that was an interesting way. Um, and for me, it happened to be a lot of stuff around sex. So that's why mm-hmm. it kind of comes up right now. You know, and but, I was, um, I was very yeah. shy about, you know, my sexuality a lot, you know, I was, you know, I thought like gentlemen like didn't have like sexual desires, you know, so I can I can re- relate to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, one thing. Is, yes, I agree, you know, 100 percent that you should be OK with sharing, you know, the deep things going on within you. You know, uh, one one thing is I, I think you don't have to be vulnerable in order to do that. We need to have enough self-love to where it's OK to share and to be open and to be, to be able to really tell people about us, um, 
So how do you differentiate that from so then so then that's a good point because maybe mm-hmm. we're thinking about the same thing here. Mm-hmm. How do you differentiate what what do you consider vulnerability? Yeah, and so th- this is a tricky subject and and a lot of people are, you know, and it, it's 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 a little complicated. And I've thought about this a lot at length um ad nauseum. <laughs> um and so cuz it's a little it's a little tricky. So so a lot of people they equate vulnerability with uh, with with love, and I I think authenticity is super important, and I think being loving is super important, and sharing yourself is super important, and, and having that real openness that's that's super important. Um, the one tricky thing about it, it we don't want to go to that low place where where we. We don't, the tricky thing about vulnerability is sometimes we can give our power over to the other person. And um, so if we can have enough self-love, so, so sometimes emotionally, right, feeling vulnerable is kind of on the lower end of the emotional spectrum, right? And of course, all, all of us have things we're insecure about. Um, but my point is you actually don't have to include the other person in order to move that up. And I think that's real empowerment is... Um, is if we can, if we can share openly and honestly, and not worry too much about what the other person thinks, because whenever we worry about what the other person thinks, then we're vulnerable. But if we, if we have that sureness in ourselves, and we know that it's okay no matter what, and that what we're sharing is, you know, whatever it is, is okay, we're actually not vulnerable in that situation, because. And then that, that's the tricky thing about it, um, you know, but I 100% agree with you that that having that authenticity and being okay with just really telling the other person, you know, this is what I want, this is what I think is so vital. But we, we don't have to do it from a place where, um, where we're nervous that, you know, they're going to, this is going to destroy the relationship or they're going to think less of us or any of that. I, th- I think we can, we can move to a place and this is advanced, you know, this is, I, I think one of the hardest things, tr- trickiest things to do in a relationship to be so okay and positive about yourself that, you know, what the other person thinks doesn't matter because even no matter how wonderful the person you're with, they're not going to be able to, um, to, to react to everything you say in a loving way, you know, I'm sure your wife has not, you know, reacted to everything you said as, as if it's the best thing ever. I know certainly for me, I've never dated anybody, um, you know, who, who that's happened. But yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I think you're really onto something and I, I just want to add on to it that um, we, I think we can do it from a, self-love place and then we're actually not not vulnerable itself if that makes sense so we're not so we're not so so then that's interesting so i think mm-hmm. you've articulated what i was trying to say much better than i did what yeah, i looked thanks. at it as when you have the guts or the confidence to say things that i guess are yeah you're right i mean i guess i'm thinking say, say things that could potentially all right let's play with words here if you're in a position um, at any point in a relationship, but I think the first couple times this comes up where maybe you, you want to say stuff about yourself or the way you feel or the certain things that, mm-hmm. that 
um, are, are edgy, right? Are maybe not something that it's not like, Hey, how's your coffee? Good. How's it going? Good. Like, this is like real, <laughs> like this is real, right? I right. want to be real. I want to be who I really am. So I guess it's the, yeah, it's authenticity when you can bring that authenticity and bring yourself into your point. What I like about what you said is almost not give a shit. Like, here's me, here's who I am. Here's what I got. And, and you um, can and you can do that in a kind way, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you can do that in a kind way. Yeah, well, that, that's the tricky thing. That uh, yeah, go ahead, continue. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You, you go. <laughs> so you know, you'll notice when you're in a state of like real love, you know, you just like in that pure state of loving, you just feel like so joyous and elated. Do you feel vulnerable in that moment? No. You almost feel yeah. like invincible, right? Yeah. You yeah. feel powerful. It just feels right. You, it just feels right. It just feels right. And that, you know, when, you, when you're when you worried, you know, you're, you know, scared and insecure about what they're going to think of you, right? Does that feel good? It, it doesn't feel yeah. so good. It doesn't feel so strong. Um, and you can't be super present and you can't be loving in that moment when you're feeling that. Um, and I know this kind of throws a wrench into like, you know, a lot of people's work, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying right now. But um but I, I really think that we gotta we gotta focus on love and you know if you are gonna share something deep about you what um, you know for people out there I think it could be a little tip is um, if you share you want to try to find that loving feeling for yourself first uh, maybe before bringing someone else into it it can be helpful I I myself just just a personal story. This is mm-hmm. this is when I was really think you know thinking about this kind of thing, and I'm gonna think about it for a few years. I told someone I loved them, and they didn't say it back. And I had been thinking about this vulnerability thing, and you know what? That it felt so good to be able to say that and not care what the other person thought. Most people would say that's an extremely vulnerable moment, but it was not for me. I felt great about it because I felt so pure in it and I felt powerful in it and I didn't feel vulnerable and they didn't say it back and it didn't bother me at all. It did not bother me because it wasn't about them or what they thought. Um, but yeah, it, it took a That's lot so of self-development in order to get there. Um, yeah. So they, what was that like though? So then are you like, um, is it like, now I, I do get where you're coming from and that, and that does make a lot of sense because what you're not doing is you're not creating importance. You're not pitting yes. yourself. Well, I, I love you only if you love me or I love you only, or if you don't love me, then I don't love you anymore. Um, and so it takes a real gust to say, well, I love you no matter what and you can do whatever the hell you want. In a <laughs> and sense, you're not right? vulnerable. There's right. no vulnerability yeah. in that. Like it's that. just pure love. You so know. how did that work out for you? <laughs> like, did you guys end up staying again? Like, did, did <laughs> like, I mean, without getting into uh, detail, like, well, you know, it's, it's a little bit private. Um, but you know, I'm very lucky. I'm very blessed. I, you know, I love, um, my dating romantic life. I wouldn't trade it with anybody. You know, it's perfect for me and I love it so much. And I, I feel incredibly rich and, you know, and everything worked out, you know, sure, sure. perfectly. So sure. yeah, all is good. Um, I feel like I brought up vulnerability right when we're in the middle of talking about sex. <laughs> it's and, okay. Uh, well, that, that can feel anything... like a very vulnerable moment. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to be vulnerable at that moment. Man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've you know, had it. But I don't give a shit. If you, okay. it, it doesn't matter if you liked it or not, because I, I wanted to bring it up at that point. It's okay. No, I've, I myself have had a lot of very vulnerable sex moments. And I'll tell you what, the more vulnerable I felt, usually the worse they kind of went. 
you know, and the more turned off the other person got and, and stuff like that. And, you know, that's not fun. I mean, but it also tells you a little little bit about the other person too. You know, if, if you're, you know, not feeling good or you're insecure about a part of yourself and then they want to leave because you have that, that tells you a lot about them also. And that's not a bad thing. No. And that's really the crux of what I was getting at with, Mm -hmm. with what I was saying. Right. And so I'm looking at people and I feel like we wait too long to bring our authentic self to a relationship because yeah. we don't want to turn the other person off. Yeah. But um, the sooner we can bring our authentic self, uh, one is, like you said, that's incredible self-development because you don't need that other person to approve you to, to, to be validated. Exactly. But two, you can learn pretty quickly if you bring your authentic self and the other person's like, dude, you're fucking weird. Like, get like, <laughs> wow. Okay. Like that's almost a good thing, right? Because it's then you save yourself a lot of stuff. So yeah. um, I, I think that's part of it too is, is like, I just look at people maybe who are like, well, I, you know, I need to be a certain way. Just be you. And yeah. that's beautiful. That shit said. fucking works out. Yeah. Every, everything you just said, I a hundred percent agree with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and that's the thing too. We don't, we don't, because we don't think people will like the real us, we don't really show that. Exactly. But, but think about the people that we really admire. You know, if if you think about somebody that you really admire, somebody who's really accomplished a lot, and someone goes up to them and, you know, says to them that, you know, they think someone says, oh, I don't think you're great. Do you think they're going to care? They're no. not going to be bothered. They're not going to be bothered. They're going to be like, yeah, okay, no problem. You know, and uh, that that's what's cool about it. So when you find that confidence, everything's going to roll off your back. Yeah, it's um, and it goes back to a lot of the stuff I talk about on on my content and my podcast is around like uh, saboteurs, which are these internal voices in your head that tell you mm-hmm. to play small, tell you you suck, and they judge the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And and when you look at it, you start to look at. Um, yourself as like two people and there's like this part of your brain that has the ability to be aware and sees what's going on Um, and then there's an other parts of your brain that are much more animalistic and and those are the ones that are very like emotional and they're like what's wrong with me Uh, what in in so what I'm getting at here is that I think um, what I've found really attractive in people guys and girls in general and some of the people I brought on this show and I can see it in you is just when people actually like themselves yeah. and they're like, and you almost look at yourself as like a third person. It's kind of weird, but it's like, I had I brought a guy on here for an interview a while back. Chris Ozar, he was off the fucking roof. He was crazy, <laughs> but like you could tell he just like kind of steps back and he likes himself. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to do to just genuinely be like, instead of constantly trying to, and for someone who's big into self-development, I'm always trying to make myself better. But at some point too, you're always like, well, you know what? I'm just, sometimes I fucking get excited. Sometimes I say random shit and like, you know what? That's cool. That's me. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. And you need to be your bold, you know, bold self. And that's the cool thing, right? And the more positive we can be, the more kind of naturally this boldness comes out in us, which is cool too. Yeah. Right. Being being more positive can have such a profound impact on that. And the more positive you are, the less you're going to have those saboteur voices in your head. Right. The lower we are kind of on the emotional scale, the more we're in, in down in the dumps. We it kind of starts warping our sense of reality, especially you'll notice people who've been down there for a long time. Their sense of reality starts kind of becoming a bit distorted and happier people have a much clearer uh, perspective on reality and what's going on around them. 
and they're they're supported by those voices in their head the way they talk to themselves and all you know and as we're as we grow up you know and i'm sure you see this too like we're in school we're told to listen to the teacher it doesn't really matter what we as children think it's really just we have to listen to other people and we start thinking that we're not as good because we didn't get an a we didn't get a star on the chart we didn't please our parents we didn't you know please our peers or whatever and we start to think less of ourselves and people who think less of themselves are easy to control but as we as we become more positive we as we internalize that confidence and it sometimes turns into that boldness where we really start to like ourselves um and that's that's the key to actually liking yourself too um yeah i think you'll like this the more positive you are and the more you can like things around you and see the great things and everything that you look at the easier it is to turn that lens on yourself you know and that's that's important. You can see the positive in things. You can see the positive in you. See the positive, and I'm just taking a note of that. See the positive things, and see the positive things in you. And that that actually is exactly what I was going to ask you. Um, was it maybe like I'll say, for me, one of the best ways that I've found, um, which is very different than what you said, but there's a lot of ways to find ways to like yourself. So yeah. for me, one of the ways to do it was um, I had to learn how to which is still learning, but how to trust myself yeah. in um, looking at myself as like two different people. Cause I think we all have these internal conversations. It's like, mm-hmm. if I say I'm going to do something to myself and I constantly don't do that, um, it's hard to trust that person. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to, I wouldn't trust m- my friend if I, they always said, Hey, I'm going to do, I'm going to meet you here. And they never showed up or they never did this. Mm-hmm. Hard, it's hard to, it's hard to trust that person. Mm-hmm. When you don't have trust, it can be hard to develop like and love and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that was, you know, I'm going to try and be, be healthier or trying to try and do this or try and make steps towards that. Yeah. But, um, what are, when I, I, well, I, find, I like that, I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Having that, that self-trust and, you know, to know that, you know, you're, you're going to do your best and, you know, to know that you're going to try to, you know, do whatever it is with the most kindness as you can, or, you know, to, to know honestly what you're kind of going to do and having that self-awareness, I think is really important. Yeah. Um, how do you work with your clients when it comes to like, accountability is there stuff like okay you just you're wanting to get yourself out there you need to do it i want you to go strike up five random conversations (laughs) with people yeah i I know it's kind of a random question i just that just popped into my head yeah well yeah and what's tricky about it is is a lot of our beliefs kind of get in the way you know it's if you think about it it's really illogical why wouldn't we just go up and strike up a conversation with five people we like (laughs) It's totally illogical, right? (laughs) It's totally illogical. Most people are like waiting for their perfect man or woman to break into their house, you know, because they don't go anywhere. They don't put themselves in any situation like who, you know, and if they did show up, they would, you know what? I find this really funny too. I think, I think you'll appreciate this. If you were to find, take the average person who really wants an amazing partner, if you were to put that amazing partner right in front of them right now, they would be so unprepared, they would run away screaming, you know? 
most people don't <laughs> know <true>. that. It's <laughs> <That is> true. <laughs> they would have no idea what to do, you know? And most people, they think in their mind, you know, I'm so ready for this relationship or whatever. But then it like shows up and hardly anyone is ready because if you were ready, you would have it. You would be right you there. Have it. You would have it. Um, you know, okay. If you were, say, if you were to think about it almost from like a totally logical point of view, like, okay, how would you go out and find a boyfriend or a girlfriend? You know, if you were to, okay, say you had to find somebody and you had 24 hours to do it in, you know, and you had to do it, right? Logically, you would find a way. You just maybe go to the place that has the most amount of people and just keep talking to every attractive person until, you know, you found somebody. And most people probably would be able to find somebody that day. But why don't we do that? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's true. I yeah, mean, we could. We yeah, could. I mean, if you, it, it's like a fun game. If you guys want to play a fun game, and I actually do this sometimes. So I, I, you go for walks a lot, and you walk by a lot of people, mm-hmm. and you just look at most people's faces, and um, most people aren't smiling when they're walking, right? Like mm-hmm. unless they're in a conversation, they're laughing. Most people aren't smiling, yeah. and if you can just look at someone, and when you walk by and you make eye contact and just smile, what, yeah. what do they do? They fucking smile back. They smile back. It, yeah, and it's crazy because like. When you're sitting on an elevator next to someone and they're like looking at you and it's weird and it's uncomfortable and all of a sudden you're just like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, oh, it's going fantastic. How's it going with you? It's like uh-huh. we create these barriers that like everyone hates yeah. us and we hate everyone and everything's yeah. weird. And then you just talk to someone and it's like, and pe- you know, I've, yeah. it's unbelievable. And people will be reflecting the energy you're putting out toward them yeah. right back at you. You know, That's even cool. if someone's having kind of a bad day, you're like, hey. Oh, you know, it's so great to see you. They, they can't even help but smile. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they, they can't even help but smile. Um, yeah. And people don't even need to go so crazy in order to like run out and meet everybody. Oh, so I'm doing this right now. I think you'll find this very funny. Um, I'm, you guys are the first people to find out about this. I'm doing a social experiment where I'm going undercover as a uh, woman on Tinder. And really? I, I, yes, and I'm doing it with a friend of mine's pictures and we're going to create a video about it and it's going to be really funny. So we were filming part of it today and, um, I put my friend's profile pictures on, on there on, um, Tinder and she's involved in all of this. And within 20 minutes, she got 80 matches. Holy shit. You know, within 20 minutes. And like a day or two later, she's got like, she got hundreds and hundreds of matches. Um, so anyway, it's been a really fun kind of hilarious adventure so far. <laughs> and what what's kind of your like end game with it? Just to kind of see it from the other side? Well, we're going to see it from the other side. We're going to comment on it from a dating coach perspective. You know, we're going to bring some clarity to all of this. We're going to give some tips on how to do some online dating. Also, it's been an eye opener for me on on several levels. Um, but my point is, and then you know, she got like eighty messages now um, from people, from, like from eighty from eighty people. My point is, it's not hard. Actually, when you get your mentality around this, and it's not just mentality, but it's like deep internal change. When you have those deep internal change, you can actually see just how easy and abundant this is. And people are in this uh, relationship scarcity mode. And then guess what their 
you know, guess what their world kind of reflects. If you have this uh, psychology around scarcity when it comes to love or whatever, it becomes real. Yeah. And I'm sure you see that too, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, what do you recommend for people? I I know you've done a video on this and I know I wanted to just to ask you like, uh, flirting, Mm -hmm. what's your take on flirting? Flirting. All right. Well, for me, you know, flirting is, is actually, you're kind of, in a way, you're kind of poking someone's um, level of self-worth a little bit, you know, in a kind of playful way. And that's kind of a different way to describe it. Um, you know, a more hardcore version of it is something called like a shit test, you know, that people kind of subconsciously do. Um, for people who don't know, do you know, do you know about that? No, I don't. I was going to say it's a shit test. Um, so shit testing, and that's something that, you know, some people in, in dating talk about, um, more on the people who coach men for women. Shit test is like when, when someone is trying to suss out just how confident someone is, they'll give them kind of like a little bit of a shit test. So a shit test might be, you know, maybe a guy goes approach, approaches a girl you know, and then the girl kind of just subconsciously sees how, you know, he'll handle being ignored, you know, or see how he handles like, you know, saying something kind of not derogatory, but, you know, something kind of, you know, just a tiny bit mean. Um, and, and just to kind of see how they react. It's kind of just seeing how people react and testing their true deep down confidence, which really can't be faked. It really can't be faked very well. So that's why it's so much more important to have the real deal, the real confidence. But mm. flirting, because there's just, you know, trying to send this flirty text or trying to do this thing, eventually that other person's going to figure out what your, your real level of self-worth is. And then, you know, so you might as well, it's really the fast way to just develop that. Um, but flirting can be kind of like a light version of it. So like, say you're going to sit down with, you know, the person you're on the couch and you guys have like a blanket. And so, so you put the whole blanket on you and then you just give them a tiny corner and then you just act like nothing's wrong. And then you just, you know, start flipping channels on the TV just to kind of see how they react. That's kind of like a fun, flirty, playful thing. You know, and then they maybe steal like the whole co- covers and they're like, oh, did, did you want, did you want some, did you want a little piece of this? <laughs> you know? And so, and you'll be able to really kind of tell someone's level of confidence when you do this too, right? Because if you just give them the corner and then they're like, hey, I want more blanket, right? They're not going to be as confident as, um, you know, someone who just like seals the whole thing back and be like, go get your own. <laughs> you know in that a playful way yeah, yeah but the shit test makes i mean that resonates with me a lot because it is true mm-hmm. you can't i mean what you said is spot on you can't f- you you can't fake confidence you can't fake real confidence you can't fake mm-hmm. real comfort with yourself um and what i love about that so much is like if you're serious about meeting someone mm-hmm. and you're not going to work on that first then you're gonna you're set you're setting yourself up for a tough situation uh yeah. would be my Definitely. My opinion on that. Definitely. What do you think? 
I 100% agree. And I think you're, you're spot on with that. And think about how much less self-awareness you would have in that situation. You know, you're going to have a lot less self-awareness. That's the thing, too. I think we really do not understand just how much of an impact our beliefs, our mentality have on the other person. And you'll see it sometimes where one person will act completely differently about one person than the other. And why is that? You know, we really inspire different behavior out of people around us based on what we feel we're worth. It's like somebody who has low uh, self-confidence, somebody will act differently. You know, someone who has low self-confidence, self-worth, that person doesn't feel inspired to like buy them flowers or to take them to dinner. But someone who uh, feels really worth it, you know, they're going to have a huge crush on them and they're going to like go all out on that person. And, um, and that's really different and it's cool because that's just an internal change. Yeah, it is. It's so true. Yeah, it is. I mean, I just, uh, if, if you guys get nothing else from any of this, just it starts within and you have yeah. so much more control over it than, than you think. Oh yeah, definitely. What's your, uh, I got one more question for, you. I know we're coming up at an hour here, so um, I want to be respectful of your time, yeah, but, no um, what are your thoughts on girls asking guys out? Um, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, I'm all about it. I think, I think women have a huge opportunity here. Huge opportunity. And, you know, they even say, I, I was kind of surprised by this, and I think a lot of people don't realize this as well, is there's a study done, and it was saying that actually 80% of approaches are not actually by men. Um, 80% are the women either give some sort of cue for the guy to approach or they, you know, kind of sideways approach or they directly approach, but 80% of it is women. And I was surprised by that. And that's the thing too. I am too. A lot of the good guys that you won't, that you want you know, are probably not going to feel real easy to approach you. And the guys who are approaching people all the time, that's why all the time people complain about guys who suck because the guys who have no sense of like social cues and are really good at approaching women have no problem going on to the next one. I know this is something like Matthew Hussey talks about. And yeah, so if somebody's really good at coming and approaching you and creating attraction right away, they've probably done that to hundreds of other, you know, people. And so... Um, probably the really good guys are the ones that's, that are really caring are going to hang back. And so you probably want them, but they're probably going to have a tougher time approaching you. So you got to either make it really easy for them to approach you um, or, you know, you got to, you, you know, or approach them. That's why I think something like Bumble is actually really great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But the concept of Bumble is pretty cool. Yeah, where the women have to message first, which I think is is awesome. Um, so yeah, I would say asking guys out on a date is a wonderful thing to do. Why not? Why not? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, wow. What a wide ranging conversation, man. <laughs> Good. All over the map. Do you have anything else? I, I want to give you a second to, um, and I'll add stuff to the show notes, but, uh, people are listening today and they're like, this guy's awesome. I, I, oh, I want to either hear more about what he has to say or talk to him about coaching me. How, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, sure. So they can look me up, Zachariah Bourne. Uh, my Instagram is at Zachariah Bourne. I have a bunch of videos on YouTube about these subjects that you can definitely check out. 
Uh, you can message me through Instagram or you can message me. Um, you can find me on Facebook as well. I have a uh, Facebook group called The Romance Academy um, with Zachariah Bourne, which you can uh, look up as well. What do you do with the uh, Romance Academy? Is it just like people go in there and have conversations? Or, yeah, we have or... conversations and we talk about you know what, what people are struggling with and how to help them do that. I post new videos and new topic ideas. Um, they can definitely have conversations. They can ask people's opinions in there. Uh, it's a really great, very supportive group. So if there's anything like that you want to, you know, share or, you know, uh, that you're wanting advice about, that's a great place to go. Awesome. That's great. Um, that's awesome, dude. Do you, do you have anything else before we round um, this thing out? No, I had such a good time and I, I really enjoyed, you know, chatting about all this. It was a really fun conversation. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I just want to thank you for coming and, uh, joining the show and, um, so much, so much to chew on and uh, I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate you. what you're doing, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. I really appreciate what you're doing. You know, keep helping a ton of people. I think it's beautiful. That's why we're here. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Joe. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. I have a couple requests for you. Number one, Subscribe to the podcast. If you liked it, subscribe, share it with some friends. Number two, go to my website, joechiccarelli.com and subscribe to my blog. I send updates out when I drop new podcasts uh, once in a while with new blogs and some other stuff. So I'll keep you updated on what's going on. The last piece, if you or anyone you know has interest in joining the podcast as a potential client or even as someone um, to have a valuable discussion, or you know someone that might be good for me to bring on here an interview and pick their brain about how they've uh, how they how they've come to find success in their life. Let me know. Uh, you can get my contact information on my website if you don't already have it. And I, I look forward to hearing from you guys. I hope you have a great day.